Radio. G'day everyone, thanks for tuning into The Journey. Hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are right around the country and you're ready for another top-notch show. Well, I'm back after having a week off last week, but I'm sure Jude did a mighty good job in my absence. I don't know about that, Dave. It wasn't the same without you in the chair, mate. I've got to be honest, I kept asking questions and all I got was dead air, no one answering me. And uh, that's one thing you never get when you're usually in the room, silence. Oh, are you saying I talk a bit too much, mate? Certainly not, mate. A little bit, okay, sometimes. But it's good (laughs) to have you back. And and we've really got a jam-packed show today. So, uh, you know, I'll have to be careful not to talk too much. So will you, otherwise we won't be able to fit in all the good stuff from our regular presenters who prepare such good inputs for our growing audience. Yes, they do an amazing job and I'm really looking forward to hearing from some of my favourites. Of course, Sister Hilda, she'll join us from the Abbey, Trish McCarthy. She'll have some brilliant tips for living well according to the scriptures with her milk and honey segment. And of course, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy who is so well known for his show on Christian TV in Australia and around the world. He'll share a story about something that happened to him on a holiday and what he learnt about anger and forgiveness. We're also going to hear from Marilyn Rodriguez. Good to have her back on the show. Put all those things together, and there's something in this week's show for just about everyone. Buckle up, strap yourselves in as we kick off with a reflection on the Gospel reading for this Sunday. It's with Father Richard Healy from Camden, and that's the biggest Catholic parish in Australia. He has a reflection on Matthew chapter 16. That'll be followed by a top little song from Brooke Fraser, Coachella. So... Let's get into it. Wherever you're listening, in your car, via live streaming, or if you're tuning in via podcast, it's great to have you listening in to this week's show. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Just before our Gospel today, taken from Matthew 16 verses 21 to 27, Peter, speaking on behalf of the other disciples, has just declared that Jesus is not just a prophet, he is the true anointed King of Israel. He has the support of the crowds. He has, after all, been feeding them, teaching them and healing their sick. So the natural next move should be to march on Jerusalem, picking up more supporters along the way, and then, with the element of surprise, launch an attack on the temple so that Jesus could be installed as the true king. Instead, today, we discover that the way to the kingdom of Jesus will be the exact opposite of this supposed wisdom. It's going to involve suffering and death. We also see an important truth about Jesus. His death occurred as part of God's plan of salvation. It was not a meaningless accident of history, and Jesus is a willing and knowing partner in this divine plan. Just as St. Peter found it difficult to understand why Jesus had to suffer and die, so also many in and around the church today still find this part of the gospel message very difficult to swallow. The Christian life is the polar opposite of the egocentric culture that we live in. But when Jesus calls us to deny ourselves, this does not mean that we should just give up more things, because that will only make us empty. The point of denying ourselves is to make room for Jesus, to allow him to be our true center. We are called to make a confession of faith in Jesus as the Messiah, and as God's once and for all act of salvation and revelation. But this confession can only happen within the context of a community of disciples. Unfortunately, you really can't explain in advance what the meaning and cost of discipleship will be. The only way to learn how to be a disciple is through beginning to journey along the way. In every generation, there are always some who are prepared to take Jesus seriously. What would it be like if you and I were one of them? Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. 
Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. Recently I had to make an early morning trip to Sydney. I left super early to avoid the traffic, of course, but as they say, the best laid plans of mice and men all go astray. Somehow I ended up on the M5 and the nightmare began. The rest of Sydney and the Blue Mountains had discovered that I was on the road and they were determined to give me as much company as possible whether I wanted it or not. I now know about the wonderful community feel that accompanies all those who travel in peak hour Sydney traffic. Once I was on that motorway I had no alternative but to stay on the road that was leading me to who knew where in Sydney. I endeavoured to keep panic at bay. It won't matter if you miss the first session of the day, I told myself. After all, you aren't speaking until later. As time went on, locked in the various M5 gridlocks, I told myself, "Mm, it really wouldn't matter if I missed the second session either. But I was the third session, and panic gnawed at my brain. At some point, I decided to take a huge risk and get off the M5, even though I didn't have a clue where I was. By my remote control, I went down roads and turned corners, vaguely pointing myself in what I thought might just be the right direction. Then it happened. I found myself on a road I remembered from some distant past. I know this road, I called out to no one. I came here with Grandma. Yes, it was a road that my grandmother and I had travelled a million years ago in her black F.J. Holden. I'd not seen it since I was about eight or nine years of age. I now knew where I was and I knew how to get to where I was going. Memories of my beloved Grandma comforted me all the way and I sailed into my destination unfazed and already. You know, it seems to me that travelling on the road with God is a bit like that. Sometimes people say, I can't find God. When you find yourself saying this, may I suggest that you go back to the places and events where you did find him? Remember those times and what God did for you. And just like finding Grandma's road, you too will find God. Furthermore, sometimes you and I can dismiss the things of the past. We can dismiss our old ways as obsolete. The hymns we used to sing, the prayers we used to say, the little things we did to live a God-filled Christian life. I remember an army chaplain saying to me once that In the thick of the battles during World War II, he saw grown men fall on their knees and what came out of their mouth? A prayer someone had taught them when they were very small. It stood by them. When you and I have trouble finding the God who is already with us, it's not a bad idea to go back to some of those things so dearly etched in our memory. Yet again, they can become a torch leading us down the road that immediately connects us with the God we seek and the God who is seeking us. 
Welcome back. You're tuned into the journey. We just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey, and this week giving us a really good story all about Grandma's Road. Big cheerio to all the new listeners to this week's journey after they heard about the show at the Proclaim Conference, which wound up last week. It was great to speak to you all, and uh, really good to know that we've got so much support around Australia and lots of new people who said they'd be listening in and pushing to get the show into their region and certainly listening in via podcast. Great to have you with us. Anyway, Jude, I've already heard so much about this conference. We spoke to Marita Winters last week, and you were actually there at the conference last week. Tell us how it all went. Well, mate, it was a great focus on renewal for parishes. There were participants from all over Australia, and they were there really for the focus on this, well, this great book that was written called Rebuilt. Um, we had the chance to interview some amazing contributors to that conference and we'll be putting all of those interviews together and into the show in the weeks ahead mm. and importantly we had a, a heap of interest from people all over Australia in the radio show as I just mentioned mm. and mate we can't wait to talk to them about getting it running in their region and certainly for them to be listening in via podcast as from today don't forget to like us on Facebook and a lot of people have since that conference that's great to hear exciting times for us mm. coming up on the journey It'll be time to listen to Trish McCarthy with her great segment, Milk and Honey, and this is for living life to the fullest. And this week, she's talking to us about bearing fruit in our life. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Those who remain in me, with me in them, bear fruit in plenty. From John 15. You know, I love my fruit. Fresh, flavoursome and messy mango on a warm summer day. The explosion of seeds when you bite into a cherry tomato. The crunch of a freshly picked apple. There are few greater delights. However, this was not the fruit Jesus was referring to. But it had some implications for our thought today. A word I had never heard until a year or so ago was fecundity, hard to say and difficult to spell, but worth the effort to understand. It refers to the life-giving fruitfulness that Jesus alludes to. Henry Newen writes beautifully about this in his book, In the House of the Lord. Henry writes, Fruit can only come forth from the ground of intimate love. They are not made, nor are they the result of a specific human action that can be repeated, neither predictable nor definable. Fruits are gifts to be received. Wow! We can see this spiritual insight tangibly when we visit an orchard, a vineyard, or even the neighbour's veggie garden. These gifts from the earth spring forth with very little human formula. In the same way, the fruits of the Spirit such as joy, peace, kindness, goodness, are not something we can produce by human systems and programs, formulas and striving effort, but are always experienced as true gifts often surprising us in daily life when we least expect it. And in that, we realise their unique value and nature. Although we can't manufacture these fruits, we can in fact provide the environment for them to flourish. Just like superior fruits are meticulously cared for, soil nourished, plants watered, given light, warmth and optimal conditions, we too can offer optimal conditions through our vulnerability and unity, gratitude and care for ourselves and others. I invite you today to look at ways you can create optimal conditions for the fruit of the Spirit to grow in your life, through your vulnerability and trust of God and others, through gratitude which is characteristic of true receptivity of a gift, and care which entails attentive maintenance and tender provision for our needs and those of others. 
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying the show today, wherever you are, right around this country. Again, a really big welcome to all our new listeners, particularly those in Port Macquarie, those tuning in down at Bendigo, perhaps you're listening in from the Illawarra or Sydney, Gippsland or Albury-Wodonga. It's great to have you listening in wherever you are, either live through your local Christian radio, online or with our growing band of listeners via podcast. Jude, a couple of weeks ago, we had Australian Peter Cousins on the show talking about the new Aussie-made and backed movie, Freedom, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. And I want to encourage listeners to get along and see the movie. Yeah, it was great to be able to interview Peter Cousins on the show last week, and and we hope that that movie is going really well. Freedom, get out into your cinemas and see it. And if it hasn't been showing in your cinema, phone them. It was really interesting to hear what they had to say last week about phone calls coming through to cinemas, and if they get them, they'll put them on. It means if one or two people are phoning up, there's a lot more people thinking the same way. Another movie you should get out and see is a fantastic movie called Holy Ghost. It's been produced by the same guys who made Father of Lights, and it's a movie about what happens when you let the Holy Spirit take control. So a fantastic Christian movie, another Christian movie that's out there in our local cinemas at the moment. I encourage people to get out there and see it. Two great movies indeed. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Recently, Pope Francis said that jealousy is a destructive anxiety and a poison which divides communities. I would add, and families too. We see its impact in the first page of the Bible, where we read that Cain killed his brother Abel. And we see it in the news headlines every day. But what about within ourselves? We can't cultivate peace in our hearts or our families and be full of jealousy at the same time. Trust me, I know, because I've tried it. The two are incompatible. Years ago, when I was home every day with a young baby and a toddler, I had some time on my hands, and I used to fill out entry forms or invent catchy phrases to try to win free holidays or special items on competition websites. I had some success, too. Once I had my heart set on this particular prize, two nights stay at a newly opened luxury health resort. I looked at the pictures and I read all about it on the website and I envisaged myself and my husband at this beautiful resort and spa. We'd never been anywhere like it before. I thought through the babysitting plans and I imagined myself so deserving of a breakaway and so unable to afford one that the prize just had to be mine. I didn't win the holiday and I was disappointed. About a month or so later, at a relations house, someone told me very casually that they'd just returned from the very same place and... When I said, oh really, was it good? This person said, no, it hadn't been especially great. I was too sick with bitter envy to say anything. It was like vinegar on a wound to me that this person could afford to just go on a whim and hadn't even appreciated it. I felt so sorry for myself and had a sudden surge of dislike for this person I'd only ever liked and admired before. It was horrible. And the next day I promised myself never to let myself become so sick with envy again. Luckily, the antidote to jealousy is gratitude, and it is easy to find things to be grateful for if you look for them. Gratitude is such a healing approach to life, and is also prescribed in the Bible. The book of Tobit ends with the angel Raphael giving advice to Tobit and his son Tobias to praise and thank God always. If jealousy is causing sadness and division in your family, you could try the practice of writing down before going to bed five things you're grateful for out of the day, and thanking God for them. For more about becoming a more peaceful parent, you can visit my website, marilynrodriguez.com. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now, inspiring you to dream. 
Here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. A couple of years ago, Rosemary and I went on a much-needed holiday. Life was full, and if we weren't careful, we were going to make this holiday full as well. We went over to Europe. We used all of our frequent flyer points to get there. And on the very last night, we were in Barcelona in Spain, eating at a restaurant on a street. The owner said to us, be careful that there are pickpockets everywhere. Well, I paced my glasses and my mobile phone in the middle of the table, thinking, well, no one's going to get them from there. It was then that a person in a wheelchair came up to us begging for money. A Chinese man playing a traditional instrument asked for money, and then two men selling long-stemmed roses. And it was then after all of them that a young man, about 21, put an A4 piece of paper in front of me with something scribbled on it. He reached over the table and was asking for money. It was then that I didn't realise that he stole my phone from underneath the piece of paper. It was only half an hour later that I realised it. I immediately felt stupid. I wiped the phone. I lost all 923 contacts that I had at the time. And I felt anger toward this man who had stolen my phone whilst I was overseas. Scripture is very clear. We're to love our enemies and pray for them. It's a challenge. Losing a phone is inconsequential compared to what many people experience in life and at the hands of others. The scripture tells us that we're to forgive and love our enemies no matter what. This is what makes us different from people who do not believe in Jesus. If today you're struggling because people have done things to you, taken from you, what is yours? Remember that we are called to forgive and we are called to be different. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Bruce Downs in that mix, everyone would know Bruce Downs from, well, Christian TV. He's got a big name right across Australia and around the world. Great friend of The Journey. And today he spoke to us about being different as Christians and how we're called to be different in particular through the way we, well, control our anger and learn to forgive. I really like what Bruce had to say about forgiveness in particular, Jude. I'd now like to let our listeners know about a great event coming up in October. This October, men between 16 and 35 years of age are gathering from around Australia for the 10th Young Men of God National Conference, the largest gathering of young Catholic men in the country. The YMG 2014 conference is all about helping young men to realize the fullness of their potential. Now, the weekend includes an opportunity to meet inspiring Catholic men from around the nation. Also, thought-provoking and challenging talks. There'll be some live music, a time to retreat and reflect on your journey, and there'll be encouragement as well, which is so important as you walk in the faith. Now, the venue is the Tops Conference Centre. If you'd like to find out more, you can call Ben on 0439 Here's a quick message to all of our listeners in the Illawarra region. All of you would know the journey is so passionate about unity, and we want to get behind City Women Illawarra. These are ladies from different denominations who've got together with a vision to see the Illawarra being transformed by our unity as Christians and the love that we have between each other. They're forming a network of women who are passionate about that vision for the Illawarra and who want to work for the betterment of the city and its people. They've got a launch, a high tea, on Saturday, September 13th from 3.30pm till 5.30pm at the Ribbonwood Centre in Dapto. Tickets are on sale for 25 bucks. You can go through their Facebook page. Yeah, it sounds great, Jude. It's the sort of thing that we need more of. Coming up. 
Francine and Byron Parola, they're much sought after marriage experts. Well, we've got them on the journey every single week. This week's message is a cracker. It's called Marriage, Sleeping with a Different Woman Every Night. Oh, that doesn't sound right, Jude. Not the sort of thing we should have on the journey. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the sort of thing we'd put on the journey. Stay tuned, Dave. It will all make sense soon enough. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to the journey. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Married life is many things, but it is never boring. Hi, I'm Byron Parola from Smart Loving, and today I'm talking about sleeping with a different woman every night. When we're talking about marriage to high school students, invariably some guy at the back of the room asks me as a husband, but doesn't it get boring sleeping with the same woman every night? To their surprise, my comeback is always the same. Of course not, I say. I sleep with a different woman every night. That's what makes our marriage so exciting. It's not what they expected to hear, so it certainly gets their attention. As the room goes quiet, I go on to explain that my wife, like myself, is constantly growing and changing. At the most obvious level, I point out that the young 21-year-old student I married is now a mother of five who I have known and loved as my wife for 26 years. She is certainly the same person I married, but she's not the same woman. But then I also go on to explain that I've also come to realise that she's not the same woman tonight as she was last night. In fact, one of the great mysteries of love is that while at one level over the years of marriage we come to know each other deeply, at another level we realise how much more we still have to learn about each other. And so I go on to explain that when we are making love, it's a physical act of having sex, but at a whole other level we are also achieving a profoundly intimate communion of two persons, both of which are constantly changing by the year, the month, the day, and even the minute. That is never boring, because if we are awake and attentive, it is always different. Thinking of our marriage as sleeping with a different person every night is a fun but also powerful reminder that we need to expect change in each other every day. Our marriages are never static. They are the interface of two people who are constantly changing, sometimes subtly and sometimes dramatically. I'm Byron Parola with my wife Francine, a co-authors of the Smart Loving series. For more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. As promised, another great input from the Parola as well this week, just from Byron Parola. And you were right, Jude, that controversial title of this week's input, it (laughs) now makes sense. Mm, It does, doesn't it? If you want more tips... Go to smartloving.org.au. If you want to access one of their marriage weekends and in-service of marriages that's covered by the new government contribution for relationship counselling, then go to their website and have a look at the upcoming events that are on all over the place. It's not just for marriages that you know are in a bit of strife. It's for everyone's marriages, wherever you're at. However long you've been married, we all need to in-service this most important of relationships. Which brings us to the end of another week, Dave. Oh, no, it's not the end of another show, is it? It is, mate. It goes by quick, doesn't it? It goes by super quick. Thanks for listening into The Journey. I encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for The Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine, where you can also follow the links to listen to past shows of The Journey as podcasts. And as we regularly say, if the show isn't being played on your local Christian radio station yet, well, it's just a matter of time. And you can get it there by giving them a buzz and just saying, listen, we'd love to have The Journey playing. If it's not playing there yet, you can listen in via podcast or via live streaming, but give your local radio station a call. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. And certainly Werner from up at Port Macquarie, one of our news stations, actually said, hey, get all the new listeners to not only listen in, give us a call, 
tell him to pop in for a cup of coffee. So that's really nice. <laughs> Do so. He makes a very good cup of coffee, I can tell you. Okay. Werner up there in, in Port Macquarie. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. Great music interviews and inputs from our awesome presenters. In fact, Jude, you have an interview next week with one of the world's most renowned authors and apologist for Christianity, Dr. Ben Weicker. Dave, I do. And I've got to tell you, I was a little bit starstruck when I met Dr. Ben. He is um, a prolific author. He's written so many fantastic books that have counted the sort of works of the new atheists like Dawkins and co. He's an incredible intellect, but he puts things in in such a way that it's very palatable for Christians to break open discussions with people who aren't believers about secularism and about belief. And in particular, he's an expert on talking about the relationship between religion and science. I tell you, it is an amazing interview. We won't have time to put the whole thing on, but we'll give people a taster and then they'll be able to go and listen to the whole interview via our podcast. You can't miss this one. Dr. Ben Weicker. Faith, hope, love and life. You've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au